Welcome to Out of the Box with Christine, the podcast for conscious folk. I am your host, Christine Blasdale. This program is intended to bring you a fresh perspective on this thing we call life. And in each and every episode, we're going to dive into the topics that matter most with lively conversations on issues such as business, health, wealth, love, and transformational healing, all with the goal of creating a better world and becoming a happier human being. I will be your tour guide on this epic adventure, and as we embark on this journey, our ultimate goal is going to be one of transformation to our highest potential. And now, let's get out of the box. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Out of the Box with Christine. I am your host, Christine Blasdale. And sitting next to me in a rare, I don't do these, Nicholas. I don't do these where someone is here. It's usually they're in another uh, country or another uh, city. But my guest today is Nicholas Giannassi. And he has been a student under a town master for 10 years. He is also uh, he practices Buddhism and has spent two years traveling Australia, where we are right now, currently, presenting scientific research that shows how collective meditation is a genuine solution for peace. And I actually came across uh, Nicholas on Facebook and he has a page that is fantastic and we're gonna encourage you to, to check him out at Facebook and I'll, we'll put the, the link in the show, but it's Nick Danbo Love. And so I had to have you on the show because, oh my goodness, you're, you're just amazing. And I wanted to share you with, with my audience. Welcome to Out of the Box, Nick. Thank you very much. And thank you for everything you do. Um, thanks for having me. Thank you, love. So, um, so we had talked a little bit before we started um, this, this recording um, about what's going on in the world <laughs> and uh, where we currently are. There's a lot of, um, there is a lot of fear. There is a lot of people though waking up at the same time. And um, I just wanted to start off this, if, if you don't mind, if, if you can, because you've done such amazing meditations as well, if you don't mind just sort of setting the stage for what we're going to be talking about and, um, and maybe even just sending out a really quick little short meditation for us to and get I, settled. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, we may as well prepare ourselves for any information that's going to come our way. So we can uh, invite everyone to close your eyes and just rest your awareness on your breath. Follow the breath in. So feel the cool air on the tip of your nose and follow it right down into your lower abdomen. Breathe into your lower abdomen and follow it out again. This practice, if it didn't work, it wouldn't have been used by every tradition in every time. And the breath is the gateway to the present moment, which is fundamentally meditation. Meditation is how present we are. And just feel with every exhale now, any tension leaving the body. And give yourself permission 
to stop. We're always doing. And allow ourselves to be here. Let go of what we have to do or anything that's happened to us in the past. And fundamentally create space. If there's no space and there's just mind clutter and we feel claustrophobic in our mind, then there's no room for new information, wisdom or knowledge. So whatever we share today, Practice having no attachment to it. And this can be a daily practice. Don't attach to it. If it works for you, use it. If it doesn't work for you, just drop it. No attachments. And remember this feeling. And when you open your eyes, just keep this awareness on the body. Very simple practice. You open your eyes whenever you're ready. Yay. <laughs> that felt really wonderful. You know, meditation can be, there's so many different techniques, but it's not complicated. It's, it's really not. It's, isn't it interesting because we're so busy. We're busy in life doing things with our family or work. We're busy on the, you know, social media. Um, we're busy being busy all the time. And I think that when we have that moment to be just still, and it's really hard for people to be still because they're so used to being busy thinking or reading or reacting to, to certain things. Um, I had a, a conversation with a, natu a wonderful naturopath, um, a traditional nat naturopath and nutritionist in the States. And he was talking about, of course, uh, 5G, 4, you know, all of the different technologies, the EMFs that we're exposed to on a regular basis, the electricity that were, were circulated uh, around us. And I had said that one time several years ago, I went to the breaker box um, outside of my house. And before I went to sleep, I turned off all the, like, I just shut all the electricity that was connected to the house. And I slept like a baby. Oh. That's true. That's true. and actually when you turn off the electricity your whole body goes oh. so we're we're these little amped up little energy receivers all of the time and um and it was just such a beautiful experience and i know you're traveling you, you've so you've you've spent two years traveling australia mm -hmm. um were you able to have that would have that uh, disconnection from yeah yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But, you know, we were doing presentations all around Australia, so we were still um, on the internet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely. You know, if you look at the field, okay, like if you download a movie to your phone, where's it coming from? You know, people, people just take it for granted, but where is it coming from? I shared the video the other day. It was a wisdom from Santos Bonatti, actually. And he said, if you have two external hard drives, 50 gigabytes, exactly the same, 
one's full of movies, images, and documents, and the other one's empty, which one would be heavier? <laughs> okay, they're the same weight. Right. So right. where is that information? Now you can cut it open. You're not going to find pictures in there. Okay, it's the same with the human body. If you have a heart condition because you've got a broken heart, mm. or you've got you know an emotion that hasn't been healed, you can cut your heart open. You're not going to find the emotion. Yes. So the field has got all this information in that we don't see with our eyes. A mainstream science has said uh, we see zero point zero zero three percent of the electromagnetic spectrum. So we're almost blind. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that's something we need to be aware of with the cloud and with Wi-Fi because they can program us through the cloud. You see, with, with, with 5G and things like this, everything's frequency and resonance, frequency and vibration. So fear has a frequency and vibration. Love has a frequency and vibration. Peace has a frequency and vibration. So they can actually program a whole area with a feeling of anxiety. You know, it really is that simple. And this is why I'll share, I'll share a quick uh, study that Joe Dispenza talks about. And I don't know whether it was from Harvard. It was from one of the major universities. They made a little robot, a random generator robot. Okay? And it took 50% left and right turns, random. And they placed it in this enclosure in the middle. And they videoed it for a few hours. And it basically, over like three hours, I think it was, it took random left and right turns. And it covered basically the whole area okay, of mm -hmm. the, the enclosure over a few hours. They then got these um, baby chicks to hatch. Now, when, it, when a chick hatches, the first thing it sees, it thinks it's its mother. Mm. So, so they hatch and they follow this random generator robot around the enclosure. So what they did then was, after a while, they got the chicks and they placed them over the fence of the enclosure. They put the random generator robot in the middle again. And then they turned it on and they videoed it for the same time as the original few hours. Yeah. Instead of covering a whole enclosure, it, it spent most of its time by the chicks. So the emotional attachment of the chicks affected the randomness of wow. the robot. So this is why, again, collective meditation is a genuine solution because all of the techniques that we'll, we'll just call them the elites use to uh, control us. It's like a car. Okay. You have a, a vehicle, you might have a Ferrari okay, and all the parts are working together. But if you have a flat tire, just one, one thing out, it's not going to perform its best. So the mainstream media chemicals in the air, polluting our water, a GMO destroying the soil, a mainstream media fear, all these things are like all uh, Wi-Fi, the field program, and all this. It's all aspects of one um, system to control us. And the fundamental uh, thing they need is fear. Now, we need to realize that even though we're being bombarded, the collective consciousness is far more powerful than their technology. If we can move out of fear and unite with a common, um, a common view of just peace and returning to nature, because everything 
all technology, what people don't realize is technology is anti-natural. It's not, it's not natural. It is a separation from nature. Okay. I heard a study the other day. I don't even know if it was true, but it was saying one solution they've got for the bees dying off is making robot bees to do the same thing. Now, if, if that, you know, you know what I'm saying? But if that's not, I believe that I can believe that that's how they would try and fix that problem. But it's so insane. You know what I mean? We have just separated ourselves from nature. Now, if you look at the micro, if a, uh, you know, 50, 50 to 70 trillion human cells in the body, if one of them cells, for whatever reason, separates itself from the whole, it becomes cancerous. Okay? It can bring the whole organism down. Individually, the more we attach to a separate self-identity, we start suffering with depression, anxiety, we feel lonely, um, and we feel separated from the whole. If you look at it in a collective, humanity has just separated itself from nature. And as a result of that, we're, we're destroying the planet. And, and look what, what right now with uh, COVID-19 and um, all of the health mandates, is uh you know isolate yourself stay separate um no you know no connection uh to, to people and that is something that is so vitally important right now um, as well and i know also speaking to several people uh, a wonderful medical doctor who practices eastern philosophy and western uh, medicine dr habib sadege who's brilliant, brilliant. i love he's my soul brother <laughs> He was saying that um, the impact of stress and fear and anxiety, it's proven that it lowers your immune system. Yeah. So that's why it's really important for us to be mindful of that. And also as we're waking up, and I think a lot of people are waking up to what's been going on for millennia. I mean, <laughs> For a long time, they had religion to control people, right? Mm -hmm. Religion, mm -hmm. because it was uh, it was easy to control millions of people under dogma, under religion. You must do this. You must come to somebody to talk to God. You can't talk to God. You're born in sin. Um, but now, with the you know all of that falling down, the Catholic Church now the Catholic Church the the rep is not good. Um, and so people are, are not being able to be controlled as much through religion. So now there's other things that are, other tools that are, that are being used. But I think it's because we are, we are waking up and for the first time, think about it, in humanity, for, for the first time, there are millions and millions of people who are becoming aware of what's happening, of what the attempts are. <laughs> and opening up to their own divinity, to their own divine power. And that hasn't, that, I don't think that's happened, I don't, I, in, the, in, the, in the history of mankind, to be aware of how much power we have with our thoughts, with our words, and with our actions, than right now. So it makes sense that they, you know, that they would like to stop that because we're extremely powerful. Mm -hmm. We just, more more people are starting to get a hold of that idea, but I think it's a it's an amazing um, time in history. And you would, we had talked yes. earlier too about uh, uh, this time in in our 
in our evolution. And even though there's all kinds of crazy things that are, that are happening um, and people might be saying, this is horrible. This is horrible. What's happening um, with 5g, the, the possibility of this, of a vaccine being mandated and all of that, you, um, you say it's actually a really, it's a, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. What's happening. It's, it's, spurring us to evolve a little bit more right you want to expand on that i think it's a great point that you brought up because when you look at the ancient traditions like the mayans you know the aztecs even the chinese there's a number of different time cycles five thousand years twenty one thousand years my uh, spiritual teacher talks about a fifteen thousand year cycle what's fascinating about this time we're living in is a number of them uh, happening at the same time. So all the ancients, many of the ancient traditions pointed at the time now that we're living in as the great time of change. And when you look at people like Greg Braden, who really researched a lot of these cultures, he says, it's not a time to just scrape by and survive. We can thrive now. So there's a universal process taking place. And we can either move with it or we can resist it. And that's, and that's okay. That's will be dependent on where you're at. Um, but if you are aware of this, it's, it's a good point you raised as well, because now I'm seeing more people than ever waking up. It's interesting watching the process. The first thing people do is they get angry. Yes. Okay. And that's understandable. Yeah. So, totally get it. But when you understand the, the nature of how we interact with the field and that this reality is not solid. And we can touch on that a little bit later if you want, but you realize that whatever we're feeling and thinking, we're contributing to the field that connects everything. So you hear news that might be very harsh and don't get me wrong. It is. I mean, uh, some of the things that they get up to, they're beyond what we can actually fathom you know i was brought up in an environment loving family but where i live is a very violent place and it was the norm you know i used to you know, not know a lot of people who've been killed stabbed and shot and all the rest of it came to australia and realized when i got here that back home was crazy you know it was just right. it was just the norm you know if someone died on the weekend who i knew it was like yeah, only a matter of time before he died you know you had that desensitized to it yes and even though i was brought up around that when i found out what the elites do i just couldn't i, I was like whoa that's on a whole mother my brain can't even think about that so it's important that if you are being exposed to this information you be kind to yourself you know their biggest one of their biggest defenses is that um we just can't fathom it <laughs> We don't believe somebody could right. actually do that, you know? And that's a beautiful thing. I love that because that means because that we, we're yeah, good. We're of, good. Humans are good. We're good. In Germany, they thought they just had, wow, we have so many trains. And we must be exporting and importing a lot. What a wonderful, uh, you know, everything's on the trains are on time, right? They couldn't fathom what was, what was happening. Um, and it is, it's because we are good. I find that when people um, wake up, and for me, it was, you know, like it was 9-11. That was... Mm -hmm. That was really my uh, my awakening, the beginning of my awakening. And through through it all, 9-11, the Patriot Act, all the wars, all of the, um, 
the expansion of empire and the restriction of our you know rights and then um, seeing chemtrails or uh, aerosol spraying and knowing that it was you know and, and trying to talk to people and people were like you know what this is normal this is normal because they've been told that this is normal it's just it's just a contrail it's nothing and people that i was being awakened with they would have that rea they would have a reaction of um, anger and then there was this feverish thing of i need to find out i need to find out everything um and just spending hours and hours i would wit i would see them spending hours and hours and hours uh, online uh, basically looking up every conspiracy and uh and it did something to them that i did not want to become i knew that i couldn't become and that is becoming hateful it, it's, it's actually a mind thing yeah you have to you have to get from here to here yeah and, and that's why the, we're sitting in front of the the buddha but i don't think i understood compassion um and when i started studying buddhism the buddhas said they saw jesus as being the compassionate one so i was like i don't i thought it was you know love and forgiveness until i heard you know a, a buddhist master explain compassion he said compassion is love with understanding so you understand like just say um someone annoys you in your life family member if you understand their suffering you understand why they do it yeah you can forgive them i think about jesus's death okay and i know there's a lot of controversy around that right now but just let's use yeah. jesus's death um he he's a loving person he loves all humanity these people who are torturing him he understands their suffering he, they, he's, and, and what is it? Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. He's basically saying, these people think they're doing the right thing. Please forgive them. They're lost. That, that compassion allows for forgiveness. And then light is brought to the, the darkest situation in that story. Yes. So if we can look through the eyes of compassion, and actually the more research you do on these uh, mind control and, and, and elites, you have to have compassion for them. When I first got introduced to what they did, my good friend lived for six months with Mark and Kathy O'Brien. Oh, know. I know Kathy. Yeah. Yeah, I know Mark. Yeah. So, um, yeah. You know, their story is 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 Kathy's story is is. I was just that was the, my first introduction to to what they did. I was just blown away. And my friend who spent many years trying to expose them back in the day, this is like maybe 15 years ago, maybe longer. Um, I hear, Once I was talking to him about George Bush Jr. And he turned around and he said, I can't look at George Bush Jr. without crying. I feel so sorry for him. And I was like, wow. And it made so much sense because when you know what they've been through, I mean, they're born into these families and they're, they're born into horrendous abuse from day one. And, you know, even being a father now, it's so easy to um, control a, a kid's view on the world. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's so easy. I mean, you can tell, you know, I, I shared a story. My son said to me about 
four months ago, he said, Dad, I'm, I'm so sorry. I've got a swear word in my head. And I said, what is it? He said, I can't say it. I said, you can tell me. He said, I just, I don't know where it come from. It was shit, right? So I said, <laughs> okay. I said, look at it like this, Bo. I said, imagine I brought you up and I told you that there's only three words you can never say. Yellow, pizza, unicorn. You'd think that was a swear word. Right. right. You, you, you get me? It's like, it's so easy to make someone afraid of something, believe in something. So when we think of, we can't imagine what, how these people do what they do, they've been born into it. And yeah. it's, it's, it's. Well, and also, and they lack empathy. They lack empathy. And that's another aspect altogether as well. Which is, which is, to me, is so, is so incredibly sad because the, the lack of empathy or compassion is what makes it so beautiful. You know, I heard David Ike a few years ago say that, uh, that these like Rockefellers and, and things like that, they have spam banks and they have empathy taken out. So, what? Yeah, so, so a lot of them don't literally have empathy. They literally don't know what the feeling is, which allows us to be more compassionate again. Because what a lot of people don't realize as well, and I, and I suggest you do your research on it, is the 1% don't actually see themselves as human. Okay? They believe they carry a genetic code that gives them authority over the masses. You look at your royal families and things like this. So um, couple that with bringing empathy out because that maybe make, make them feel weaker you know, we're, we're controlled through empathy, get rid of empathy, and we have, they have control over the 1%. And, you know, they can do these things that seem beyond psychopathic. But imagine, imagine being born blind and trying to understand what a color is. You know what I'm saying? Right. Imagine being born and not knowing what empathy is. You don't know. Right. And plus right. you're being told by all, everyone around you that, this is normal. This is normal. And we control these people. And, um, and not only that, you know, we have, we have the power over the people. And when you observe in the world, you're, everyone's struggling and you're not, you've got all the material gain you can, yes. you can imagine. So it's a different way of observing what's going on in the world. And fundamentally we can then move into the heart and be compassionate. You know, if you can actually love and forgive what, what they're doing, we, the powers in our hands yeah. is a hundred percent. I mean, there's, they, I don't believe this number, but they're telling us, you know, 7.6 billion people on the planet. I don't think we're anywhere near that, but even so the, the 1% and it's actually less than 1%. Yes. It's a very few. Yes. You know, it's, um, it's a tiny, 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 tiny amount billion. of people. And it's all, the thing is, is that also they've been able to maintain such power because of that pyramid structure of, yep. you know, people below them doing what they do to help support what they're doing uh, and all of that. But it's, it's ego. It's, yes. It's, um, it's something that I think when people do start waking up and they can get past that, the anger and the fear, because those are two things that have a lot of energy and have a ripple effect as well. One of the things that um, that I have fallen back on when th when 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 sometimes when the 
when the, when it gets a little uh it does it gets a little overwhelming and sometimes you can't you know you can't always just go oh i love them i love them i love them i love that they're spraying the skies i i love that they're doing this or that or they're invading another country or they're bombing people yay i love them um but what i what comes up in my mind too is that we've forgotten that we're we're eternal so yes this physical body this this body that i have right now can be killed can be can be this this physical formation that i am can die or transition but the soul my my essence who i am goes on and on and on and on you can't kill me my, you can't. My, my, my teacher teaches shen chi jing okay shen is spirit chi is energy jing is matter and mm -hmm. everything exists of Shen Chi Jing. So you look at the heart. Does it have matter? Well, yeah, we can see it. Okay. Yeah. Does it have energy? Well, yes. yeah, energy is moving it. Okay. Yes. Does it have information behind it? The spirit that's telling it what to do. That's directing the energy that moves the matter. Yes. So when we look at the human body, the body has the Shen Chi Jing of every aspect of the body and the body itself. So in the Zen tradition, they say, if you get a picture of yourself as a baby, a, a, a toddler, teenager, present day, you'll see that the body is always changing, yeah. but there's a presence there that is eternal. That okay? it's the same. There's the body that's changing. There's the energy that's moving the body, but there's an intelligence that's talking now, that's listening now, and that's directing the energy that moves the matter. So when you look at that, those pictures, for example, that presence was there before you came into this body and it will be conscious after the body returns to the earth isn't that beautiful i do i think it's just i, I well you just you, you've beautiful. hit so many gems here i'll be honest with you you've hit so many important points because i was actually before we got we went to tasmania i was writing a book for terminally ill children to try and remove fear from the death process mm -hmm. okay what we're talking about is we're controlled by fear and the fundamental fear is death dying is death so if you can have and when we're never like my mum and dad the most loving parents in the world uh, but if i ever was you know when you're young and you just talk about dying like what happens when you die oh don't don't talk about that, you know, forget about that. You're not going to die for you. You know, it's, they did the best they could, but they, there's a real lack of understanding of death. Even when people die, we're not allowed to see them anymore. Even when people are dying, we're not allowed to go and see them. I was, wasn't allowed to see one of my aunties from dying because it would have been too traumatic for me. But yet when I was a little bit older, I saw my nan die. I was there just before she died. And that was one of the most spiritual experiences I've ever had. My nan was in a terrible way. And I, I got an insight into suffering because suffering has a universal purpose, otherwise it wouldn't exist. Mm. You know, the suffering we're going through now is we're either going to purify our spiritual debt, our karma, by coming together and, 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 and saving the greater good and, and asking for forgiveness, or we can purify it through suffering. When I looked at my nan dying, she was ready to go because of the suffering she'd been through. Yeah. And all the loved ones around, they were praying for her to go. So it eased the process of death. 
But I basically went and gave her a kiss and told her I loved her. Went to the gym. I got a phone call that she died within an hour. I went back and I kissed her again. And it was like kissing the wall. It was cold and it was lifeless. And it was amazing because I just went, wow, my nan's not here. She's not. This she's is not here. just him. Like jumper. It's like taking a jumper off and leaving it. The, my nan's not here. That aspect of my nan, that there was a shine in her eye and, I, and you felt her even just sitting next to her, had left the body. Oh, yeah. Even same with my, with my grandmother when she was, when I saw her right before she passed. And she's with me now. Mm -hmm. um, she has transitioned many years ago, but she's with me now. Mm -hmm. I feel her with me now more than when she was uh, alive. Uh, we were very, very close. But even when I went to see her, and she was um, very close to death. Uh, her eyes were closed. She was on morphine. But I felt her presence. I felt her energy from just emanating from her. Uh, and then, and then once she passed, and I was at the funeral, and um, you know they have the thing where they you know, walk by the, the casket and everything, and I was like, that's not my grandma. <laughs> that's not my grandma. I don't, it's, it is, it's just a, sh a shell. So that's how amazing and how powerful we are. And again, when I think of her, like right, just right now, she's, she's right here. Absolutely. That's how powerful. Because they're not the bound by a body. No, no. Not bound by a body. You know, Thich Nhat Hanh, the famous Zen master. Yeah, I think he's coming to the end of his physical life now. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the monks underneath him, were saying that they want to have a plaque for him and they were asking him what he, they want on the plaque and he said I don't want a plaque and they said well we're going to do one anyway so what do you want what writing do you want on the plaque and he turned around and he said I want you to say I'm not here <laughs> it's great teaching <laughs> it's a great teaching you know? yeah I'm not here yeah. you're here but yeah, I'm, I'm not, not here. Yeah, yeah. oh that's beautiful that is beautiful. What do you think? Um, I mean, we're here in we're here in Australia, and I've got so many. And I, as as you do, I know you have some friends in the in the U.S. as, as well. What do you think? Um, what do you think is going to happen with 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 humanity at this point? Because we are in a very interesting time globally. But what do you think is going to happen? I'm optimistic for the future. I mean. When I went traveling around Australia, um, it was to show people using the latest scientific research that the solution is actually not difficult. When we, people don't realize it, but we're manifesting every day. If you're worried about finances, you'll manifest more financial challenges in your life. Okay. And we can experiment with this. You, you don't take my word for it. We can all do our own experiments on this. If you, you, you know, when you fall in love with somebody, okay, you say love is in the air. Okay. But it's not, it's just the fact that you are so in love that that's what you're observing. It is, but you're observing it. Everything. Yeah. Everything looks, the, yeah. the sky is prettier. Yeah, and and you, you see everyone's Food happy. tastes better. And you see other people in love. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Cause, yeah. Because in the field, the, the physical body exists in this dimension, right? And this, but the, the, the spirit we were talking about before is always present and actually 
is not in this uh, reality. It observes this reality through the five sense body. So what this is why I suggest reading a couple of books. I would suggest reading is A New Earth. This is by Eckhart Tolle, Eckhart Tolle yeah. and this is going to explain the ego, you see, yeah, and, and, and how the evolution into a new earth is to understand the ego and to move beyond the ego. Another one is You Are the Placebo by Joe Dispenza. Oh, okay. Okay, great yeah. book. Um, basically, what he's saying is because the in, this field, in, in the field, all potentials exist. It's whatever we observe. There's a future world that is peaceful. There's a future world where we don't make it. They both exist, but whatever we choose collectively to, to, to focus on, that's the direction that we're going. That's why they do it. They understand the power of collective consciousness more than we do. They keep giving us problems on the horizon and we focus and we move towards them. Right. You with me? Right, right. So when you, what he says in You Are the Placebo, I mean, he gives, I think he gives nearly a hundred or maybe more than a hundred placebo studies. And we, we say, oh yeah, the placebo works. But he's saying, why does it work? What is actually happening? And how he explains it with the spirit and quantum physics and that is, if that observing consciousness, the spirit, believes something, it will observe it and it already exists. If you have cancer, let's say, and, and there's a number of uh, studies, uh, placebo stories in the book, just say you have cancer. There's one guy who's got a cancer tumor the size of tennis balls. And the, 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 the paper, the medical paper, when he got told he was having this state-of-the-art cancer treatment, it was wrote that they disappeared as if you put a, a snowball on a stove. Okay, and what he says is, if you believe in something, the body creates the chemistry needed. Uh, there's, a, there's a woman there, a study where they, they had a few very depressed uh, people. Apparently, if, if you look at the uh, a brain scan of someone who's really depressed, there's not a lot of electrical fire in the brain. Right. right. So what they did is they gave a placebo and they said, they told them it was a state-of-the-art drug. And there might be some side effects. You might start feeling nauseous. Okay. The results were that they felt nauseous, but their depression had gone. And when they got a brain scan, there's all this electrical fire. You with me? Yeah. It's, it's the placebo. I made a video when COVID first, Corona situation first started out. And I said, there'll probably be a lot of people mm. in the world who get COVID who have not got COVID. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's they, they so believe they've got it. Or well, somebody coughs not. in the in the you know in line at the supermarket, and then they auto automatically feel that they you know I caught it, I caught it. Well, look at the programming we get as well. Yeah. In Australia, there's no such thing as summer anymore. It's bushfire season. Okay. When you look at the winter, it's not winter anymore. It's flu season. Wow. You get me. They're planting these subliminal messages all the time into our subconscious. Whoa. Yeah. And, and what you were talking about, the placebo too, is so, so true. Um, many years ago, I had spoken with a, oh, he, he basically studied, um, he studied people that were 100 years 
old or older mm -hmm. centenarians, I think yep. they're called. And part of his uh, part of his research was to find out too, like um, how people who were living not just living a hundred years and older, but thriving, like actually doing well, not just like hooked up to a machine type thing. And um, they, it was all on how they perceived their outside world. And his studies with the placebo, uh, the sugar pill was, and it's been documented. This should be like front page news. This should be repeated on all of the major, you know, on CNN and all of the major news uh, organizations that there there are, but someone who who has high blood pressure and it's it's proven that they have high blood pressure, right? I mean, you could measure it, yeah. and they're told by a man in a white lab coat mm -hmm. called a doctor mm -hmm. who has a degree with a stethoscope, and it's told we have the latest drug, pharmaceutical drug that is brilliant and it is going to lower your blood pressure, keep it at that perfect level. You're going to, it's, it works very quickly. And we're lucky uh, that you get to be the first to try this because, you know, it's, it's such an amazing medicine and they're given a damn sugar pill, sugar. They're given the pill and lo and behold, their blood pressure levels out. They're feeling great. They're like, wow, I, this is amazing. This is because they have faith in the, in the medication, they have faith in the doctor, they have faith on the diploma on the wall, they have faith on the stethoscope. And if we have that much power to physically change our bodies just by what we believe and what we give power, then the reverse is true. And that's what we need to be conscious of. That's why also when people, whenever they're doing it, if they go, oh, I'm so fat, or, oh, I'm so old, or I'm so, oh my God, I got wrinkles. I'm so, I'm like, shush, 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 shush. Your body is listening to you. The cells of your body are constantly listening to you all the time. And another side of that is when a doctor says you've got two months to live. Oh, that's what I say. <laughs> that's what I say. I say, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they have no right. You can get a diagnosis, but a prognosis never listen to the prognosis you know no. so yeah it's 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 very important and the reason why i brought it up initially was collective meditation um yes. there's been over 23 peer-reviewed uh, scientific studies on peace gathering projects and what they found was when groups of people come together and create peace and coherence energy the same create the same feeling or the same observation crime in major cities emergency room visits divorce rates terrorist activity in some places lowers on average greater than 70 percent holy smoke on average so but what happens is in the presentation i actually talk about a, a massive collective meditation that uh, affected the sunspots on the sun. There was a 38% uh, reduction in sunspot activity on the sun. Now, the reason why that's important is because the sun's magnetics, electromagnetics energy affects the Earth's, um, the Earth's magnetics and the Earth's magnetics affects us. us okay? Yeah. 
But when 9-11 happened, there's satellites that uh, measure the uh, electromagnetic field of the Earth. And when 9-11 happened, there was a huge spike in the Earth's magnetics. So what happened was the whole world was exposed to the same information. At the same time. Same time. It wasn't all good. Okay? Fear. Some people were angry. Some people were afraid. Some people were compassionate. But we were so... Terrified we, we moved, as yeah, well. But we moved into such strong heart-based emotions that it was a reverse effect. We influenced the Earth's magnetics. Okay? Yeah. And what scientists now know is when the Earth's magnetics are high, people are more cooperative. And the days and weeks after 9-11, we became a global family. We started hugging in the streets, making eye contact and things like this. So scientists asked, can we um, get that same result without having a disaster like 9-11? And that's why a lot of these collective meditations have popped up now. And I suggest checking a few of them out. You know, I'm a part of one called the Love, Peace, Harmony Movement. The goal of that is to get 1.5 billion people meditating together and singing one song. Okay. And the songs are very neutral, but powerful songs, a blueprint for humanity. I love my heart and soul. So love yourself. I love all humanity. We love all things. Yeah. Join hearts and souls together is a calling for unity. Love, peace, harmony, love, peace, harmony uh, is the end result. Uh, Joe Dispenza has a collective meditation. Uh, the, uh, Institute of Heart Math have a collective meditation. There's many collective meditation movements, and I suggest checking them out, see which one resonates with yes, you, yeah. and then taking part in it. So that's what we can do on, on a collective scale, but individually start a daily practice. And in, in, in addition to starting that daily practice, be conscious of what you say and think the, those words. And we beat up ourselves. Um, we have the we have the habit of beating up ourselves with those thoughts sometimes we don't even have to verbalize them but we we're very hard on ourselves and i think we need to be much more conscious of what we say um to our to our bodies and to our our hearts as well it's like going to the gym you don't go to the gym once and get fit you got to work at it yes uh, you know morning afternoon and evening check in with yourself and elevate your emotional state any way you can. Just even if it's thinking of something you love and then feeling yeah. that love. You know yeah. what I mean? That, very simple. Or something you're grateful for. Or chanting a mantra. Sing love, peace, harmony, or chant a mantra. Because Joe Dispenza, again, he has a beautiful analogy of an atom and a fan. If you have a fan blade that's spinning slowly, you see more of the blades and less energy comes off them. So when we're in stress, we literally vibrate lower, we become more matter. And when life challenges present themselves, we get caught in them because matter's trying to move matter. Mm -hmm. So if you spin the fan up, more energy comes off, but you can't see the blades. Okay, you see less of the blades. So when we elevate into coherence, we literally become more energy. Um, and we become more detached from materialism. We're moving up. And if life challenges present themselves, energy is moving matter. We move through them easier. Now, I'll just share one more thing because there's another movement that I'm a part of as well. 
when they've done these collective um, meditation studies that have lowered crime and things like this, the days and weeks after, those figures have returned to normal. And normal is, unfortunately, insane. It's incoherent. So a good friend of mine started the Global Awakening. And the goal of the Global Awakening is to get at least a million people every week meditating at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time so that we can keep that consciousness high, that frequency high, and we can keep manifesting the world we want to live in. And that is what, so when is it? It's 9 a.m. And 9 p.m. And 9 p.m. Every Sunday. And there's different facilitators as well. I meditate, I, I lead meditations on there and there's a few others. And it's also a platform that we're using to promote other collective meditations as well. So how do people find that? Do the, they just... The, the Global Awakening on uh -huh. Instagram and on Facebook. Okay. Yeah, the Love, Peace, Harmony movement is lovepeaceharmony.org lovepeaceharmony.org okay yep. so we'll include that um we'll include those links yep. as well as i, I want to include your facebook um if that's all right because yep. i know people after this after watching this or listening to this are going to want to um they're just going to want to learn more ab about you and and i know that you do uh, one thing is is that nick does these amazing uh, meditations and as he so lovely gifted us the meditation in the beginning of the show uh my wife and I, Tracy, enjoyed the other day, I think it was like about half an hour, and uh, it was just lovely. You're just lovely. I'm so happy that that we know you. Now you're going to be our soul brother. Absolutely. Yay! Absolutely. You're going to be our soul brother. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. Um, and you're welcome back, of course, anytime on Out of the Box with Christine. Um, all the links, I uh, just want our listeners and viewers to know that all of the links that we talked about will be listed in the show description. And uh, any parting words, anything you'd like I'll, to say? I'll share a few, a few things I recommend watching. Okay? Great, great. Uh, you know, because if check out Zach Bush on The Wire with Del Bigtree, okay? It was probably about three, maybe four weeks ago. He's going to explain beautifully what's happening with the current situation. Okay, he's an incredible man. If you watch, he's done a, a part one, two, and three, Zach Bush on the Rich Roll podcast. You'll get so much from them. He's an incredible man. Um, yeah, read spiritual books, neutral spiritual books like The Power of Now, A New Air, yeah, The Fifth Agreement. These are all going to give you a spiritual perspective. Check out the Love, Peace, Harmony movement. Check out the Global Awakening. And uh, yeah, if there's anything I can ever do for anybody, please message me. And I have a recommendation for you too. There is a book that is my absolute favorite book. And several years ago, I came across it. I was actually at a bookstore and I was just looking at it on the shelf and it was just sitting, you know, right at eye level. And it was like, like his arms were opening up to me and going, take me home, take me home. And it was this most unusual book I've ever come across. And I can't even remember, I don't even know if there is an author, but it's just called, it's called Oneness. Nice. And you, this book, literally, whatever it is that you're going through that day, whatever's happening, you just open it up and it's right there. Nice. 
oneness. I'll put a link to that too. <laughs> oh, be, so be optimistic. Seriously. Oh, yes. Lighten the load. Stay away from drama. That could be a mantra. Yeah. Okay? yeah. Just think about it. And 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 if there's some if there is a drama going on, just ask yourself, am I gonna contribute to the drama or not? Yes. And move out of here and into your heart. We'll all be all right. Mm, perfect, perfect words to end <laughs> Thank the show. You so Thank you so much. Uh, my guest today has been Nicholas Dianasi, and you can find out uh, more. Go to his Facebook page, Nick Danbo, Nick Danbo, <laughs> Nick Danbo Love, and that link will be included in the show. And please drop a yeah, just tell him that you heard him, heard him on the show, and um, and and really, you want to follow him. He's he's wonderful, and he's new. He's our new family member now. Just saying. Um, I want to thank you so much for watching or listening to this podcast. And if you enjoyed it, which I hope you did, I, I did, uh, please make sure you share it. You can share the podcast easily in your, in audio format, but the best way to do it is to share the YouTube video because it's so easy to share in emails and on social media. So please do that. And uh, if you want more information about the show, you can go to out of the box with Christine Dot com. And if you want more information about me, just go to christineblasdale.com. Okay. Until next time, Thank you. be good to yourselves. And remember, send those, send that love out into the world. We, 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 we need, this is our job That's now. Right. This is our full-time job, right? All right. Absolutely. Until next time, Bye. be safe. We love you. Bye. that wraps up another edition of out of the box with christine the podcast for conscious folk and it has been an absolute honor being with you today for more information on this program please visit out of the box with christine.com and if you'd like to book a private coaching session on how to expand your business or how to create your own podcast feel free to contact me directly at christineblasdale.com that's christineblasdale.com i would love to help you navigate this journey called life. Until then, remember as always to think outside that damn box. Bye for now.